Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott joining you on Oilers Now. Uh, it is a bye week for the Edmonton Oilers. we got lots of hockey to get to, but uh, had an opportunity to catch up on a little bit of Netflix action last night. Remastered the Lion's Share. It tells the story of the family of Solomon Linda, the writer uh, of basically uh, a lot of the Lion Sleeps Tonight, uh, trying to get their just reward in terms of it was really interesting stuff in terms of getting compensation specifically from Disney uh, if you're looking for something a little bit different not on the all-in hockey front which we are all in uh, hockey and sport related on this show I'd highly recommend again uh, remastered the lion's share I don't think you'll be disappointed I remember first reading the story I kind of forgot about it Brendan it was in like Rolling Stone back in like 2000 or 2001 and I'm like what like they never got any, the family never got any royalties, and of course, that would make sense because in 1939, South African gentleman puts out this song, basically gets stolen, reproduced multiple different times, becomes a huge hit for the tokens, and then we have The Lion King, which uh, first was a movie and then obviously becomes a Broadway play. Oh, by the way, the uh, family ended up getting a settlement from Disney that ended in 2017, and then they relaunched uh, another play in 2019 from it, so the movie as well. Uh, interesting stuff, to say the least, and, uh, you know, it uh, just kind of puts things a little bit in perspective sometimes and how the world works a little bit. This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by World of Spas, aching after a long day. World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas. Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Actually, Brendan, you'll laugh at this. Um, my wife, at one of George LaRock's karaoke parties, about, uh, would have been about 15 years ago, sang that song. Did not win. Was that the one that you won? She's never lived it down. 60 people, they all wanted to boo me, you know, because I'm an easy target. Let's face it. Nobody really likes the sportscasters. Uh, there was a, a guy that used to work here at this uh, in this building who did a, a terrific version of uh, one of the Killers songs. Uh, what's that? No, no, no. Anyways, uh, but yeah, I, I pulled off the upset special uh, with a little bit of a remake of the Princess Diana tribute. It was one, it was it was fun because in it it was one of those ones where they're all chirping me and then for on the rare night where the stars were aligned I nailed like the opening three lines and everybody just shut up and I 
then you build your confidence, right? You, you ever watch like? Do you ever watch American Idol or uh, you know America's Got Talent or you know the British? I find the British versions actually better. Do you watch that stuff at all to see people that obviously not, not a ton? I do. I understand what you're saying though. When you can sort of see that person on stage, their confidence growing a little bit. Right. It's it's pretty cool. So uh, we'll we'll get to some. Hey, there was a trade made yesterday, and it was a big deal. And Daily Faceoffs Frank Saravalli is going to be on the show today at 12.35 for Horse Race in Alberta. Find event schedules at thehorses.com. We'll see you uh, at the horses. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. And we're getting texts already coming in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. 780-496-0063. The Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Or head to ashleyfinefloors.com. couple different topics. We're going to talk trade on today's show. We'll talk a bit about where the Edmonton Oilers are at, what the Oilers need to do to improve. Is there a significant move coming, or are there going to be a couple smaller moves? And here's the beauty of the situation. It doesn't matter if the smaller moves are the moves that make sense. Nobody wants to hear that. You want to hear about big moves, because that's the nature of the beast. It comes to the territory. But Frank Cervalli today, again, for Horse Racing Alberta. Find event schedules at thehorses.com. We'll see you at the races. Frank joins us today at 12.35. At 1 o'clock, uh, we are going to do text, but we're also going to open up the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. We'll tell you, country music star Gord Bamford takes the stage at the River Cree February 10th. The River Cree Resort Casino Excitement Bet on it. You can, uh, as I mentioned, text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Brendan is with us at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. I'm available, Bob underscore Stoffer. The show Twitter account is at Oilers now. Frank at 1235, calls and texts at 105, and then one of the best writers in the business out of the Athletic in Chicago, Frank or uh, Mark uh, Lazarus, Mark Lazarus, to basically tell us about the passing of Bobby Hull and the conflicted nature of which it's reported because Bobby wasn't the nicest man off the ice. So we'll uh, we'll have some conversation on that front as well coming up with Mark Lazarus. We'll also uh, have a little bit of a discussion about what the Blackhawks, suddenly with Bo Horvat gone, Brendan, with Bo, Bo Horvat off the board, do the Hawks guys move up to the top of the proverbial food chain? on most of the trade deadline boards. So let's get to it. Yesterday, uh, the Vancouver Canucks traded Bo Horvat to the New York Islanders in a deal in which they received a lottery-protected top... uh, So it means the Islanders, if the pick's in the top 12, the Islanders hold the pick. That means if the Islanders finished basically 20th to 32nd in the NHL this year, because right now the Islanders are sort of a bubble playoff team, if they don't make it and their pick ends up in the top 12, the Canucks would get the Islanders' first-round pick in 2024, not in 2023. They also get Anthony Beauvillier. You would remember Anthony Beauvillier if you're an Oilers fan. Edmonton traded a 16 overall and 33 overall pick for Griffin Reinhardt. The Islanders used that 33 pick to trade up to 28 and took Beauvillier after they took Matt Barzell 16th. So Beauvillier was part of that deal. And uh, Atu Rate, uh, a prospect that goes by the name Atu Rate. So I call him a B-grade prospect. Here's my take, Brendan, and then I'm going to get your thoughts on the deal. I don't think Vancouver did very well. I'm surprised they made the deal now. 
I'm not at all surprised that Lou Lamorello stepped up to make the trade. The Islanders have good goaltending. Their best defenseman, Adam Pellick, was out. Matthew, for a while, and the team floundered. Matthew Barzell has been ice cold. He recently had a stretch where he had just one assist in 10 games before he scored a game winner in overtime, the other just before, um, uh, just on the weekend there. So now they get Pellick back, their best defense. This is a defenseman that they hard match Connor McDavid against when the Oilers play the Islanders, okay? He was not available when New York was in Edmonton earlier this year. Uh, played with Connor in Erie. So they, they've got Pellick back from injury. They've now added a guy in Bo Horvat that's already scored 30 goals. The Islanders have cap space. They just got rid of $4 million bucks in cap space because Beauvillier is not a cheap player for a guy that's not overly productive right now. They're going to sign him eight years, $8 bucks. You heard it here. He's going to get that done. That is getting done. Bo Horvat will get signed with the Islanders. I don't like the deal for the Canucks. I, I think they should have waited. I think they should have worked the market a little bit more. The only justification I could see in getting it done now is you fired the coach, and now you've got Horvat gone, so you've eliminated two of the things that were sort of holding over the team. But I'd like to get your thoughts. What do you think? That's a really good point. So you've got everything that was sucking the oxygen out of that dressing room you've now dealt with. Part of the problem when you leave it to this point, though, as we saw when the Vancouver Canucks offloaded Ryan Kessler a number of years ago, is that when it gets to this point, you're not getting the maximum dollar value out of it at all. And for Patrick Alvin to come out and say that they essentially got three first-round picks out of it, well, actually, Patrick, Patrick, you didn't because there's a reason that Atu Ratu fell when many projected him, I'm sure, at the top of last year's draft and he fell into the second round. That wasn't by accident. So he'd better hope that these things hit. And there's been very little sign that Anthony Bavillier is going to be the type of player that you can help, you know, uh, usher a new era of, of this Canucks team in with. So I, I don't know what better was out there. I'm sure there would have been something better had they just waited a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I don't get it. And if I'm a Canucks fan right now. I mean, maybe we maybe we have some Canucks fans listening. I'd like to know whether or not they think they won this deal. I mean, I let's take it one step further. Why in the hell didn't they just trade J, J, JT Miller last summer? They would have got a better return at the draft. Would, would they have not? If they tra- off a 99-point season, could, you got to figure. Could, absolutely. Like, could they not have done better than that for and, and then signed Bo Horvat, who I think Bo Horvat's the better player than JT Miller. And I also think Bo Horvat's a guy you can work with more than JT Miller. I don't get it, what's going on there. they got a lot going on with that team. Uh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot going on. It's pretty obvious when we were out there. All right, uh, that's our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Let's get into the orders, and we will read some of your texts coming up at about 12.23, on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers uh, wrapped up their pre bye week slash All-Star week schedule uh, with a 7-3 victory over the Chicago Blackhawks on Saturday night. 7-0-1 in their final eight games. Hey, they played teams they need to beat. They beat Vancouver. They should have beaten Columbus. They ended up getting a point in that game. They took care of business against Chicago. They come out of the bye week with five straight games against teams that are currently 22nd to 32nd in the NHL standings. 
They go Detroit, Philadelphia, Ottawa, Montreal, and then Detroit at home. Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear. Proud to offer on-site seamstress services and embroidery. Get your workwear. Have it customized all in one trip. Here's Jay Woodcroft on the Oilers going into a break. You know, our team is 10-3-2 since the Christmas break. Um, you know, you couldn't uh, script, you know, uh, it better for us. Um, I think we've taken a step here. It's a credit to our players. Um, you know, you guys have been asking me about the message to the players going into the break for the last week. I actually was able to give a message now because I didn't want to take away from the game that was at hand. And, and the message was, um, you know, we just completed an important segment at that number. Um, but to make sure that we uh, rest up both mentally and physically because uh, the last 32 games is going to be a hard push to get into the playoffs. Now, the Oilers are right there, and I mean, there's five teams jammed up in five spots. I know that uh, Dom Lucician uh, from The Athletic basically has the Oilers roughly, I think, at a 101-point pace. Uh, Hockey Reference has Edmonton at a 99-point pace right now. It's my belief that the team would finish with 47 to 52 wins. I'm not moving off that. they got 28 wins in uh, 50 games so far, and they've got the fourth easiest schedule in the National Hockey League after the All-Star break. Edmonton on a 7-0-1 run. And, uh, you know, they've improved defensively. They've, they're giving up just 28.3 shots on goal per game against over the last eight games. That's second in the NHL. They're second in the league in uh, PK during that stretch at 90.9%. And they're fifth in the league at goals against at 2.38. And this is Jay Woodcroft on the team's defensive play. I think attention to detail defensively. Um, I think our goaltending has been excellent. Jack should feel real good about his game. Um, I think our penalty kill has been very good. Um, But ultimately, it comes down to the execution level of our players uh, wanting to play the game the right way. And, uh, you know, if you look heading into this game, and we talk to our players, we feel we score enough. Uh, after Christmas to before today's game, it was I think 3.84 goals uh, per game. That's enough. It's the other side of the puck that we had to make sure we were taking care of. I, I don't think we're there yet. But we're making strides. And uh, we're starting to get healthy again, too. And uh, Connor Yamamoto uh, will be available coming off LTIR on February 12th. Uh, or what are we, 32 days away from the NHL trade deadline, either the Oilers are going to have to make a trade or they're going to have to send someone down to Bakersfield to make room to have Yamamoto uh, come on, and he's definitely a guy that could help the team. But again, the numbers, last eight games, 7-0-1, best points percentage in the NHL at 938 during that stretch. Jay Woodcroft talked about the offense. They scored five goals a game in their final eight games before the break to move them up to second in the league in goals for. I mentioned goals against at 2.38 during the stretch. That's fifth in the league. Their power play was absolutely unbelievable. 40% in the last eight games. Uh, What are they? They're almost 32% now on the season. They are 5% clear of any other team in the league on the power play this year. Uh, And then shots for the Oilers over the last eight games were number one in the league at 38.3. Uh, shots per game. We've got some good things going on with the team right now, and they got a chance to make some hay. 
We're getting lots of texts coming in on the Horvat deal. Uh, Bob, as an Oilers fan and a hockey fan, I see JT Miller being the bigger issue in Vancouver. Maybe not now with the new coach. Way bigger return for Miller in the summer after coming off a 99-point season. This whole thing doesn't make sense to me. Any chance the Islanders flip Horvat for something better? Well, it's that happened once, right, when Vanek got traded. Remember he got moved? And did that not involve the Islanders as well? That was he not flipped? Now I'm going to have to take a look at the Thomas Vanek trade history. Uh, but he was he, the, the thing about the Islanders is they can they there's no question they can get Horvat signed for next year. The other thing is Lou has occasionally basically retired players. He's moved players along. Uh, what do they call it? Robot Island. Didn't Lupul end up on Robot Island as well at one point? Is Kyle Palmieri a guy tardy? Do you have the sequencing of events with uh, Thomas Vanek? <laughs> yes, I've pulled it up. So where are we here? He signed July 1st as a free agent with Detroit. He was then traded by Detroit to Florida for a third-round pick March Oh, there we go. Traded by Vancouver to Columbus for UC Jokinen and Tyler Mott, and then assigned as a free agent again in Detroit. I don't know, Bob. He's been everywhere, it looks like. I thought he got flipped twice in one year, but uh, I'll check during the break here. It is 13 14 would have been. No, was, it, was that? I thought it was more recent than that. 12, because uh, in the 14 Olympics, he played. It might have been that year, because it's right around the time he ran into a little bit of trouble. 12 23 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to Oilers now. Welcome back, everybody. 1226 in Edmonton. The double flip we were referring to, somebody asked, could you see the Islanders uh, flipping Horvat? Maybe. October 27, 2013, Thomas Vanek. Remember, he signed the, the orders, put an offer sheet in on Vanek and Buffalo matched in 06. They traded Vanek in October of 2013 uh, for a first and a second in 2015, and Matt Molson. Uh, to the Islanders. The Islanders then turned around at the deadline in t- that same year and flipped Vanek uh, to the Montreal Canadiens for a prospect and a second-round pick that didn't really uh, pan out. So uh, there you go. Uh, Lula Lamarillo uh, was the GM of the Maple Leafs when they had both Lupul and Robodaw on uh, Robodaw Island. And uh, there wasn't much discussion point there. You wonder whether or not one of those guys with the New York Islanders ends up in that situation. But they will have cap space nonetheless. We'll talk about this more with Frank Saravalli. At this time, we'll head off to NHL Today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. And here is... Brennan Escott. Little busier night tonight. Three games in the NHL. Montreal hosts Ottawa. Carolina is uh, home to Los Angeles. And Columbus entertains Washington. We just went through the Bo Horvat trade, so I won't rerun through that. Other than to say he is, of course, an unrestricted free agent this summer. So we'll see if uh, that factors in at any point moving forward. Bakersfield home tonight to Tucson. Oil Kings back in action Friday. Closing out the six-game homestand against the Moose Jaw Warriors. And... Uh, the U of A Golden Bears off this week, but on February 10th and 11th, they will close out Canada West Conference play in Manitoba against the Bisons. Right, uh, let's go to a couple quick texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. This one comes in. I live in BC, and most of the Canucks fans seem indifferent, but they are happy something finally happened regarding Horvat. If this was Edmonton trading RNH for some reason for this return, I think the military would need to be called in to protect the Oilers' brass. 
Nugent Hopkins is a real popular player. (laughs) He's having a great season. Uh, Better penalty killer than Bo Horvat. Bo Horvat's probably a better finisher than Nugent Hopkins. Um, I'd say RNH is better on the power play and on the PK. And Bo Horvat was offered the RNH deal. He didn't take it. The Oilers got RNH on a pretty good, pretty good deal. I mean, he, he did the organization a favor. He might have been able to get more money elsewhere. Off to a, we've got Eileen today doing the global news weather traffic update. Back with Frank Saravalli for the horses and horse racing Alberta.